This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. We take and read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord, have a what we might call in the olden days a, a morning devotion. And then we come down here to the studio we have at Merritt Island Campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. Now, I and a co-host read uh, at our own respective, you know, places and do that. And then we meet here together. We don't talk about what we're going to share. Uh, but we do trust God to help lead us into what we're going to share. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How are you doing, Pastor David? I am doing absolutely great. How are you doing, Pastor Dan? you got to be doing good. We are now like short timing before the football season. Oh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It is. You should be like the craziest excited you've ever been in your entire life. In my entire, four kids and a marriage, a a wonderful marriage. I've never been as excited as I am right now. I mean about football. Whoops. Well, yeah. hopefully Nancy is not listening. <laughs> Me and I, too. And I oh, know man. she is. Turn it off, Nancy. Turn <laughs> it off. She, is. No. Um, she knows I'm kidding. Yeah, but about football with what's going on at Tampa Bay. Jeez. Oh, like crazy, excited. crazy times. I know. And, and and rumor is that we might be signing Clay Matthews as well. And, and trust me, people, if you're listening to the program for the first time. Was not, it, isn't he like we'll a talk has been Packer? Hands. He is a has-been Packer. Okay, I was just checking. So I feel like we're a Florida mm-hmm. team in, in true nature now. Like we're, the NFL players are coming coming to retire. So they're ah, really coming to Florida to retire. That makes sense. Brady, what is he, like 55, <laughs> 60? Well, I mean, you want to talk about Years a guy? Old? How I, old is Brady? I turned 40 in July. He turned 43 or 42. Oh. I know, right? That's rough. And so it's like, okay, well, good on you, Thomas. Good yeah, on you. Good you on know? you, Thomas. But, um, but he spent his life doing this. Right. And, you know, we hopefully— some of us out there are good at what we spent our life at mm-hmm. and, you know, grown in, and you are. Come uh, on, it's praise just not God, football. you too. Amen, <laughs> amen. I, I, love, I love that in this season, too, there's like, uh, we, we get to, you know, have a joy in different stuff and, and oh, we get sure. to, you know, get together as communities. And, you know, um, if you're out there now and you're listening, just want to encourage you, you know, that like God's good. God's yep. good in everything he does. Yep. So, yep, God's not against football. No. No, in fact, I can prove to you he loves one of the NFL teams more than all others, mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos. Yep. Why else would he make the sky blue and the sunset orange? <laughs> huh? Orange and blue, baby. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh. That's so, what the Gators say, too, but that's okay. So you guys can punish the Raiders every yeah. year, too. Oh, my. That would be my joy. Yeah. <laughs> Not only the Raiders, but now I get to punish the Raiders and Gruden. Whew. Right. Bonus win-win. It's like Christmas. <laughs> it's like Christmas. Let's get into this thing. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what. We um we want you to join along with us with 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 Morning Breath. A great way to do that is go to our website. You'll be able to see the Morning Breath icon and just click on that. You'll be able to see whatever chapters of the Bible we're going into. What you know? What we didn't even tell you guys what we actually do. In case you're new here, um, Pastor, you want to tell them what we do as the structure for Morning Breath? About, I already did that. Oh, you did. I okay. did. Yeah, see? I did that. This see? was before football. I'm, well, I'm. Well, it was before. Yeah. Football. Yep, I got all scrambled. My bad. But now plugging in. Go to the yeah, app or yeah. go to the website. Go to the website or call us at 321-452-1060. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get you taken care of. We'll do it. 
Well, uh, we do have one announcement, and we want to encourage you guys to check out uh, the Morning Breath video podcast. Yep. Now, how do they get there? They go to the website, hit, yes. hit the button as well, right? Yep. It's on the app and the website. On the app you, and the website. Yep. Who's, who's, where's that voice coming from? Is that the that, Lord? That is that is not the Lord. Who is it? Uh, that is Nick. Far from it. That's Nick. Oh, Our okay. sound engineer. <laughs> Our what? producer. Oh, yeah. he was right on the spot when we needed him. Right. Yep. Like Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah. there's also go to our YouTube as well. If there's anything video yeah, that's, that's that good. you see from us, go check out. I mean, uh, Pastor Chris had a really cool song that's out. Uh, we've got worship experiences from the weekend. And also this new video form of morning breath that Matt and Jessica are doing. Go check it out. Our YouTube is definitely a, a tool for you to stay plugged in and actually take your next step with Jesus because all this is centered in about Jesus. Cool. Let's so, do it. So ready? let's get into the chapter, huh? I'm going to read 11. first because I always read first. <laughs> and uh, 33 uh, verses. I'm going to read through verse 17. Let okay. you read the rest of the way. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. New King James Version of the Bible. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he said, sent, excuse me, two of his disciples. And he said to them, go into the village opposite you. And as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it here. So they went their way. And found the colt tied by the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. And some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing, loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded. So they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw on their clothes on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is, excuse me, the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, as the hours already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now the next day when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it is not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you've made it a den of thieves. When the leading priests and the teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree that he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it. It will happen and not doubt in your heart. 
I will, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Again, they entered Jerusalem as Jesus was walking through the temple area, the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave, who gave you the right to do them? I tell you by what authority I do these things if you answer one question. Jesus replied, Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human? Answer me. They talked it over amongst themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But do we dare say it was merely human? For they were afraid of what people would do because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, we don't know. And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Amen. Amen. So there. <coughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty amazing uh, way for their hearts to be revealed. This, is, uh, this chapter's got, uh, it's, I like it. It's a cool chapter. I, I want to say this. Uh, you know, I, I grew up uh, in the Lord a long time ago and uh, in the 70s and uh, uh, late 70s, early 80s. And there was a, what was called a Word of Faith movement, and Kenneth Hagin was one of the leading teachers of that movement, and he's gone on to be with the Lord now. But um, what was amazing to me, and as I look back on this, really all that God did in Kenneth Hagin's life really revolved around this little story about this tree, this fig tree. Verse 20 through 24 talk about uh, this fig tree that dries up from the roots, and then Jesus, when they're, when they're amazed, but when the disciples are amazed at that, the, Jesus says to them, speaks words to them saying, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he shall have whatever he says. In that verse, verse 23, really all of Hagen's ministry, uh, the healing he received in his body, he was bedridden. Um, everything that happened in his life was because he as one man took one verse of the Bible and dared to believe it and act on it. And I just think it's such a picture of the power of God. Now, you may not, you know, like the word of faith and you might, you know, say there were errors and mistakes in it as there is in any direction we go as people and trying to, you know, interpret the word of God. We all make mistakes and we all fall short. But to say how powerful that one verse was to launch a man, a ministry, a Bible school, a church, uh, you know, really change almost an entire city, Broken Arrow, uh, Oklahoma, what God did through that, and that message went around the world. Don't tell me that message wasn't from God. Now, were there mistakes made? Absolutely. Did we fall short? No doubt. But the faith message that's in that verse is still as powerful today as it's ever going to be. And a man grabbed one verse Mm -hmm. and believed it and lived it with all his heart. And And he, in a lot of ways, changed a lot of the world over it. And it just shows me how powerful it is when we dare to believe something in this that Jesus said in this book. Come on. 
and act on it and live it and give our all for it, what can happen in the world we live in today? And every time I read that verse, I go, God, you're so amazing. Look what uh, well, look what can happen to a person who will trust and believe you. Come on. And it's like I love because like the section right before it, you see where Jesus' focus is. He's like, people don't know this, and, and, and I'm not going to say it's common knowledge, but it's not a super secret, that like the clearing of the temple that he does here, the tossing of the temple tables and, and, and doing what he does in these moments um, in the temple— wasn't because Jesus hates capitalism. It's because <laughs> that they were trying to make people pay for the sacrifice that was needed to get them close to God. <laughs> Whittle it down to its, its simplest form. You had to pay money to get close to God. And that's what Jesus was furious about. That meant the poor could not get close to God, could not be, could not do what. So he lost, he lost, he went at that, he attacked that. And as well, we should, if something is separating us from what God has for us or something is separating us from God, we need to, we need to go after that and say, that needs to leave. That needs to get out of my home. That needs to get out of my heart because I, I love the Kenneth Hagin reference because I heard this before. It's your faith in Jesus that gets you salvation, but your faith to Jesus is where you'll see the blessing and the breakthrough. Come on. And uh, Kenneth Hagin's able to grab a hold, nothing hindering him, able to grab a hold of this portion of Scripture and that faith to Jesus, to his word, and putting his life to that, and you got to see the breakthrough and the blessing. Yeah, An incredible thing. And you know, when he... <coughs> cleans out the temple, and he is mad at people because they're keeping people away from God and they're making it uh, a financial thing to get close to God. He doesn't like it, but this is the second time he does it. Most people don't realize that as well, that in the beginning of his ministry, he comes into the temple and cleans it out, and in the end of his ministry, he comes in the temple and cleans it out, which I think just sort of, to me, amps up mm-hmm. how important it is that God wants direct contact and connection with all of us all the time without anybody getting in our way. And, uh, you know, the whole whole religion thing is uh, getting addressed here as well. And then he changes what the temple is. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> into, into us. He unzips us yeah. and gets inside, which Come is just on. an incredibly beautiful picture of his, uh, of his love for us. You know, I, I wrote down... Some things uh, down here, you know, he says he wants his house to be a house of prayer. And prayer is a beautiful thing. God wants us to always be hungry for holiness. He always wants us to have a passion for souls. He wants us to have a love of the word of God. Much of that is created by prayer. Come on. In fact, if you look in the book of Acts, I just wrote down a few of them of, of corporate prayer in the book of Acts. 114, 242, 31, 431, 64, 11, 5, 12, 5, 12, 12, 13, 3, 16, 16. Every one of those verses in Acts is, a, is corporate prayer where they got together to pray. Um, and emptiness preceded both cleansings here. Um, he, he, there's the temple isn't being used for what it's supposed to be. Right. And the worship isn't going on there. Mm-hmm. And so he comes in and he cleanses the temple. Now, here's a few things that I wrote down. What are, what, what are, what's stealing? And these, he's calling these people thieves. Mm-hmm. 
He said, you've made it a den of thieves. What thieves are stealing your prayer life and your passion? Come on. And I wrote down a few things. This one's, this one's tough, but convenient. Things aren't as convenient as they used to be, but convenience. Do you need God in your life right now? You know, I went to India one time back in the eighties and, uh, People were lining up for prayer in such a such a such an incredible way. I, uh, we we were praying for three to five thousand people every night, and wow. we had twelve people praying, and it would take us six hours to pray for this large group of people. And I, I mean, praying by going in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, not long prayers. But I got to thinking about why are these people so hungry, and why do they believe so much for healing? Because they didn't have another option. You know, we have it convenient. Right. If I get an issue, I might go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. If my nose is running, I take a pill. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things that convenience robbed me of yep. in, in my relationship with God. I have to work at staying, not letting convenience. You feel sleepy. Well, let's take some melatonin. Or you could read Proverbs, what is it, 3, 8, no, 324, mm-hmm. Or Psalms four, or maybe it's four twenty four and three eight. I might have them backwards, but mm-hmm. you know, when you lie down, you, she'll not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep shall be sweet. And you know, you could go to the Word, yep, and get it. And so, convenience is a, is a thief. And I'll let you talk for a minute. There's some other things as well, thieves. Well, convenience is a huge thief. And matter of fact, what we wind up doing is actually jumping back in and grabbing a hold of what has happened with this fig tree inside this chapter. Was what he uh, expounds on with the mountain. It says, no, if I just, you know, do this, but look at what also God says. He says, hey, you know what? Forgive. You see, with a lot of spiritual movements, there's also a lot of character movements. Yeah. All right. And we can't just brush past that. That he said, hey, um, if you guys really want to experience this, then you need to start forgiving each other. Um, people will come to me, and I love that you wrote the book uh, Positioning for Breakthrough, because they'll be like, I, you know, my finances are are super tight. They're this and they're that, and they want to hack and slash stuff in their budget, and they want to step away from stuff, and then they then they just want to pray and hope God sends a check in the mail. And I'm like, well, what 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 if He doesn't? <laughs> what if He doesn't send the check? What if what we're supposed to do is get the knowledge and wisdom of a new creative idea? Absolutely. What if we're supposed to lay hold of is something different? But because we're so comfortable, comfort brings out a victim mindset. It really does. You'll be like, well, I can't do that because of this, or I can't do that because of that. You're not hungry enough then. In all honesty, just try Well, there's to- a verse the Bible says uh, the guy won't won't go out and work, he says, because there's a lion in the streets. Yes. Well, we all know that lions don't live on streets. They live in jungles. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a it's a it's a farce. Why they're, you know, they're saying they're actually afraid of something that doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? Because life's, life got hard for a minute. Well, life does get hard. You know what? The other side of it is busyness can rob us of our prayer life. Absolutely can. See, this whole thing, you can go back and forth with this apathy or or maybe maybe it's not apathy, but it's a love for, I'm going to pick on somebody here for a minute, golf. If golf gets so big for you, it leaves Jesus in the dust, you should slow down on your golf. You know, but you could be so apathetic you won't get out of bed to seek Jesus. So it all boils down to a relationship with him. Come on. And walking it out with him every day. But there are things that come in and try to steal, you know, uh, 
stuff from you. I will say this, and this I think is very important. The worst thing you could do is fake it. Yes. The worst thing you can do is fake it. And that's what the tree did. Jesus said, the Bible says, and seeing afar off a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if it perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it's not the season for figs. Now, when I first read this, the first few times, I thought, boy, Jesus mean. I mean, it's not the season for figs. And of course, it didn't have figs, so he cursed it. Well, the tree's fault. But here's the way figs work. In fact, my neighbor just down the street from me has a fig tree, and you can watch this if you'd like sometime. I'll point out their home to you. Figs grow first, and then leaves follow figs. When figs start to grow on a tree, when they're small and hard, there's no leaf cover on it, and they need the sun on the fruit. But figs are very delicate, and they can't take the sun after they begin to grow and ripen. And so the tree grows leaves over the figs to cover them up from the sun. And just, if you don't believe in God, you just, I mean, how does that happen? Just by accident? Come on. You know, oh, well, we evolved that way. Right. Okay, moving along. And so because the tree had leaves, the tree was saying, I have ripe fruit on me. Mm. But the tree was a hypocrite. Come on. It was showing, it was play acting. That's what hypocrisy means, to play act. It's better to be honest and say, you know what? I'm really dry right now. You know what? I'm struggling. I feel disconnected. I need help. Then it is to go, oh, no, I'm good, brother. Yeah, everything's fine. You know? So good. Hypocrisy is very, very dangerous. Yep. And you know what? Some people think that their emotions, because their emotions are not an enjoyable emotion, <laughs> that something super bad's going on, and that they need to do something about it. Well, before sin ever entered this world, the Bible says that Adam was lonely. And I don't know about you, but loneliness is not a super enjoyable emotion. Nope. But sin had not entered man yet, so Adam wasn't sinning when he was lonely. But he had to trust his father would take care of that yeah. issue, not himself, all right? Look at God and what he's done through all of creation. We are his masterpiece, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. We are his masterpiece, his workmanship, his pride, the apple of his eye. But he didn't make us first. He made, I mean, I think it was like day three or something before he even made earth or light or anything. But imagine if he made us first. We'd be floating in outer space right now. We'd be floating in nothing. What did he do? He went before us. He made light for us. He made water for us. He made food for us. He made shelter for us. He made all this stuff for us to walk in. You have to understand, God has always been going before you. Yeah. So You know, the other thing I'll say is if you're out there and you are lonely, because that, that strikes at the, at the heart of so many people right now, what's going on in the world today. And you think, man, if you're young and single, you think maybe to yourself, how will I ever meet anybody now? Right. You know, in COVID-19 right. COVID season, man, that's like <laughs> a lost year of our lives, you know, relationally speaking or something like that. You know, I, you wonder, God made man, and then there was this period of time before he made woman. Maybe he did that so that man would really, really see his need. Yep, that's good. And, ha- and really grow in desire. There's a young single guy in the room right now, and I know there was a time in his life when he really wanted to know somebody, really wanted to have a future, really, really desired that and hadn't seen it yet. And it actually, I think, helps prepare you for that. Some of that desire, some of that need, some of that want when you don't have 
prepares you to respect, love, and honor it Come when on. you do get it. And there's a lesson for you there, young fellow. Man. That's free, Nick. That's so good, too. And I mean, especially, too, we look back at our college days eating ramen oh, noodles. Prepares you ramen. for the <laughs> prepares you, Ramen noodles. <laughs> prepares you, ramen. Prepares you for that breakthrough, you know, <laughs> that time before, you know, the Bible even talks about the, the miry clay we get pulled mm, from sometimes prepares us for that grace that we walk in. Yeah. That, that we'll say, wow, God is so good, but we have to trust who he is and what he's doing. I, I tell you what, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to wrap up this chapter. Yeah. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility. Located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff. Making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. You know, uh, we, I think we've had a good program so far. One of the things that I think is uh, pretty wild in this uh, story here is uh, the, about how things talk. It says, uh, in response, Jesus said to it. When talking about the fig tree, in response, Jesus said to it. You know, I usually respond to somebody who talks to me. And what this scripture, I believe, is saying is that the tree said something to Jesus. Uh, by having leaves, it said, I have fruit. But when Jesus got there, it didn't. And so do things talk. We all know people talk. Yep. 
but do things talk? And when you think about things talking, I think of three things really quick. Your circumstances talk to you. Your checkbook talks to you. Your body talks to you. All sorts of inanimate objects. And your body's not inanimate. I can't say it again now. But all sorts of things speak to us. You've got to remember that Jesus spoke back. When things say the opposite of the word of God to you, You've got to speak up and speak back to those things. Now, it's talking about praying in so many ways here, but it says, forever says to this mountain, be thou removed. If you say and believe in your heart, say, say, say in the tree, he spoke to it. Much of Jesus praying was a declaration to something, Come on. not a request from God. Come on. That's so good. And you know what? He does the exact thing to the Pharisees when they come up questioning with their hypocrisy. Mm. He speaks right back to what they're saying because they're no different than that fig tree. They were a lie. They were a wolf in sheep's clothes. Hypocrites. Yep. We we love you guys. Yep. See See ya. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.